Welcome to the Uncomfortable Truth Podcast, hosted by the rock star of consulting, Alan Weiss. Be prepared to have your beliefs challenged and your behaviors questioned. Welcome back to the Uncomfortable Truth. This might make you a little bit more than just uncomfortable. The American Council on Education reports that 33% of all universities and colleges have female presidents. Now, women constitute, females constitute about 50% of the U.S. population, just generally speaking here. And so that does seem disproportionate. Why only 33% with women? That's a good question. But in the Ivy League of eight schools, six of them are women. And several of the six are quoted in their biographies and in the school literature as being, quote-unquote, the first ever, you know, sometimes the first in 200 years. Well, that's fine, too. But the three women in front of the Congressional Committee were clearly over their heads, all three, ill-prepared or prepared by attorneys, which is just as bad, stunned, it seemed, like deers in the headlights, deer in the headlights, excuse me, and soon reversed some of their testimony, walked it back the very next day. I didn't really mean that hostile speech calling for genocide was contextual. That's because we're focused on identity and not talent. Boards at academic institutions used to seek academic excellence in their leaders and a track record of outstanding leadership. That might be a man or a woman or anyone these days, but those were two important traits, no longer. And let me give you a specific example of this. When President Biden was choosing a replacement for um, uh, Justice Ginsburg, he said he would choose a black woman. That's what he said. Just as when he was running for president, he said he would choose a woman for vice president. And he chose Katanji Brown, who by any account that I've seen is just an excellent jurist, really an outstanding candidate, and we should all be proud to have her on the bench. However, what Biden did was undermine this person as an expert, as a top talent, Because if he merely had said, I am going to seek the finest candidate extant for the Supreme Court of the United States, and he chose Katanji Brown, that would have been quite an accolade. But he'd already said it's going to be a black woman. And so now, by implication, she's the best black woman he could find. I don't think that's a very good position. I don't think it's fair to her. I don't think it's fair to us. The Boston Association of Female Marketing Executives, once upon a time, asked me to address them. I do a lot of presentations like that. They paid my full fee, and I went up to Boston to the offices of one of the women. These women are entrepreneurs who began their own business, or they're highly placed marketing people in corporate positions. And we met in one of these offices in a wonderful conference room. And before we got started, I said to the executive director of the association, there are going to be 40 women in here. Why did you choose me? I said, I thought you wanted role models these days. And she said to me, we do want role models of excellence. You're supposed to be the best around. Did I choose incorrectly? I said, no, 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 I'll do just fine. And indeed I did. But what a refreshing attitude. You know, I think it was John Jay, one of the founding fathers, if I can use father here, who said that your freedom stops at my nose. In other words, You've got great freedom of speech and freedom of action in this wonderful country, 
but not if it impacts me deleteriously. You don't shout fire in a movie theater. When you advocate the mass murders of 9 million people, which is the population of Israel, already attempted because it began with an invasion that included beheadings, killing of babies, rape, murder, kidnapping, well, that's well beyond their noses, your nose, and mine. And so how do you allow people to advocate more of this? And it won't stop there. It didn't stop with the Nazis. It didn't stop with Stalin. It didn't stop with Mao. It didn't stop with the Khmer Rouge. And it doesn't stop with any corrupt-ism. In other words, after the Jews, it will be someone else. They used to be, I don't know, about 20% of the population of the holy city of Jerusalem who are Christian in those environments. Today, I think it's below 2% because of prejudice and bigotry and threats and acts of violence. A letter writer on a university faculty, of course, claimed that students know which professors will involve them in political indoctrination before they register for the course. And so therefore, they can guide themselves on which courses to be in and which will have a free speech and exchange of ideas and which will be more of the professor's idea of indoctrination. This letter, by the way, appeared in the Wall Street Journal. Now, this guy is full of crap. A student should ha shouldn't have to evaluate ahead of time what the free speech component is going to be in the room, whether hate speech will be invited and included and go unpunished, and whether you have to listen to some kind of Marxist ideology or not, because that's what the professor protected behind his or her tenure happens to believe in. This is the worst kind of sophistry. Students today pay absurd tuition. Absurd tuition because it has risen 66%, while the CPI has risen maybe 6 or 10% over the last 10 or 15 years. 66% tuition raise. They pay these absurd tuitions to understand how to learn and evaluate differing points, not to hear absurdist ideological views from people protected by, from consequence by tenure, which is another ancient artifact, by the way. The question becomes, who's running the asylum? Oh, by the way, after the University of Pennsylvania president was forced to resign after her abject failure among these three in front of Congress, over 500 Harvard faculty members signed a petition supporting their president, who failed just as dismally. What does this tell you? It tells you that these professors treasure their president because she doesn't interfere with what they do in the classroom. She doesn't interfere with their interruptions of free speech, their promulgation of actions against speakers with whom they don't agree, to the point not only of shouting out shutdowns and violence, but to the point of squelching all kinds of oppositional talk. It tells me she doesn't have the spine to interfere with their provocation and indoctrination. It also tells me that as you look at people threatening to take tens of millions of dollars and not donate what they intended to or withdraw the donations and the promises and commitments and pledges they've made, that the president hangs on and gets this faculty support rather than resigning in the good of the school, that's not leadership. That's not a spine. That's not academic excellence. That's self-preservation. And these safe zones on campus, 
They're certainly not intended for Jews these days, are they? You've been listening to The Uncomfortable Truth with Alan Weiss. For free access to Alan's newsletters, audio and video resources, and for information about his global events and coaching communities, please visit alanweiss.com. Thanks for listening. Keep the faith.